lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. It is Nolan Ryan Day here on uh, Throwback Jersey Week here on the Steve Dace Show. For those of you that are fashionistas or just wondering what is that stupid drape Dace is wearing, whichever. Uh, I am Steve Dace. He is Todd Erzin and he is Aaron McIntyre. We have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. We're going to get into trying to reach the next generation. Is it possible? A good friend of mine has been trying to do it for over a decade now. We'll talk to him about that coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We will do fake news or not next hour, and uh, we're going to do it the old-fashioned, traditional way. I've laid out a series of clips for Todd and Aaron to review and then decide whether they think those are fake news or not. And then there was some big pop culture news over the weekend. Basically, Kevin Feige and Marvel said no moss and tapped out. Completely just tapped out from where whatever the hell has been going on here and whatever the hell they were doing, uh, which was just very random and just checking representation boxes without a lot of compelling stories. We'll get into that. Uh, at least that's that's my read of the situation. We'll find out if Todd and Aaron agree. Uh, we'll get into that here at uh, the f- final segment of the show. But before we get to all of that, of course, this portion of the program brought to you by My Glasses, which you can also get a pair just like them or even cooler if you have your own uh, your own tastes. Because no longer, if like me, you've got the progressive lenses. I hate that term, but that just means you're a little far and a little near sighted and you've always had to stick with those dorky glasses or you've just got a regular everyday prescription. Now you can get upgraded uh, to handcrafted, German engineered, road in stock eyewear, just like Ronaldo's Maximus wore back in the day. President Reagan wore these. They're now available for mass distribution here though in the United States for the very first time. And you can get them through our friends at Better Spectacles, they'll hook you up with the best trained opticians in the country. And to get you started, 61% off their Ghost Specs lenses. 61% off. That seems very specific, but I like it. 61% off, and you get the handcrafted road and stock frames for free to get you started when you go to betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Again, that is betterspectacles.com slash Steve. And without further ado, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by boys or girls and a recession is a booming economy. You may have seen this, but late last week, the White House released a blog post which attempted to redefine recession. The first two sentences read, what is a recession? While some maintain that two consecutive quarters of falling real GDP constitute a recession, that is neither the official definition nor the way economists evaluate the state of the business cycle, end quote. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the matter. So let me say this, you know, the strength of our labor market, along with the other economic uh, factors, is what, what we generally see in a recession or even a pre, a pre, what is not what we generally see in a recession or even a pre-recession because we're seeing the strength of the economy. White House economic advisor Brian Deese was asked how he defines recession. Right, and certainly the, in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. The technical definition considers a much broader spectrum uh, of data points. But in practical terms, what matters to the American people is whether they have a little economic breathing room, they have more job opportunities, their wages are going up, 
that has been Joe Biden's focus since coming into office. The Bureau of Economic Analysis gross domestic product report for quarter two is set to be released on Thursday. The United States GDP shrunk by 2.2 percent in the first quarter earlier this year. Joe Biden's real clear politics approval average is sitting at nearly 20 points below water as of this weekend. At the same point, during Barack Obama's first term, he was underwater by almost two points. In his second term, he was underwater by 10 points at this time. At the same point, during Trump's term, he was underwater by just over nine points. Again, Biden is underwater by 20 points. Senator Chuck Grassley is reporting multiple, quote-unquote, highly credible FBI whistleblowers have stepped forward to his office alleging widespread efforts within the FBI to downplay and discredit negative information about Hunter Biden. A memo sent from Grassley to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Christopher Wray details efforts from multiple figures within the FBI to downplay the laptop from hell story in the media back in 2020. According to the Department of Homeland Security, since October, there have been over a half million known gotaways at the southern border. That makes the total known gotaways in the last two years around 900,000. To put that into perspective, more illegals have entered the country in the last almost two years than the population of the Knoxville, Tennessee metro area, the Baton Rouge, Louisiana metro area, and the Dayton, Ohio metro area, just to name a few. A bunch of congressional staffers staged an insurrection yesterday at the U.S. Capitol, performing a sit-in in Senator Chuck Schumer's office, demanding action on global warming. Anthony Fauci says he has some regrets about how COVID was handled early on. We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60 percent of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms. The insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent Uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing or what have you. He also says it's time to bring back masks. Who are in a zone or 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 a county, state or a city that has a very high level of dynamic of viral circulation, the CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work, uh, anything that brings people together in a closed uh, environment. Fauci says you can investigate him all you want because he was always following the science. Well, there's there's no reason to do that. But if they want to go ahead, my records are an open book. They are talking about things that are really bizarre, John, like crimes against democracy by shutting down the government. All I have ever done and go back and look at everything I've ever done was to recommend common sense, good CDC recommended public health policies that have saved millions of lives. Modern medicine update during the University of Michigan's recent white coat ceremony. Incoming medical students walked out of the keynote speaker's address. That keynote speaker is Dr. Kristen Collier, an openly pro-life physician who has spoken publicly about her Christian beliefs and pro-life views. Meanwhile, in California, the voice you're about to hear is that of Kellen Lackhart, a so-called gender specialist at Kaiser Permanente in Oakland, who brags about cutting the breasts off a 12-year-old girl and castrating 16-year-old boys and performing meatball surgery on them to create a permanent gash, all for gender purposes. I'll talk about surgical care a little bit. Uh, In terms of masculinizing top surgery, I think 12 is the youngest who's had surgery through our program. Um, And in terms 
terms of general reconstructive surgeries, we haven't had anyone under the age of 18 have uh, phalloplasty or lingerieplasty, but we have had uh, a few patients uh, starting 15, I don't think surgery actually happened until 16 that have had vaginoplasty. Death penalty. And finally, a terrible segue how to talk to your kids about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Son, we have to talk. And Dad, what's up? Well, uh, I had to take a special class at work today. Um, it was really interesting, and I learned a lot. Okay. Like what? Well, for starters, I learned that you are racist. What? And so am I. And so is your mother. And so is Emily. Emily? Mm-hmm. She's three. Well, apparently you're born with it. Dad, I'm not a racist. Yeah, they, they said that you'd, that you'd say that. But what about Jacob? He's been my best friend since kindergarten. Well, that's what racists do, is they have black friends so they can actually hide who they really are. That's not true. I like Jacob because he's cool. Well, according to the presentation, you can have a hundred token black friends and you'd still be racist. That's from the group American Firebrand and that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage uh, brought to you today by our friends over at ScoreMaster. If you are looking to get involved in a very uncertain real estate market right now, we have a slower amount of new mortgages being written right now in the dead of summer, which is typically peak moving season. We have new, a slower rate of new mortgages being written right now than we did in the aftermath of the 2008 housing bubble crash. So make sure you have absolutely the best score you can get with the most bargaining power with your lender you can have. When you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve, they will show you exactly why you have the score you have. Even your lenders nowadays will let you see your score for free, but will they show you why you have the score you have? And then will they go next level and let you upgrade by showing you how to get to the score you need or want? Because that's what they will do at ScoreMaster. Uh, you can go there right now for free to see how many plus points you could add to your credit score. And then if you're like, hey, that's a good number. I want to explore some more. You can talk about signing up when you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve. Again, that is scoremaster.com slash Steve. Coming up today in the overtime, we will be discussing a Twitter poll I have that is expiring as we speak. Why do you think the vast majority, like all but like four, of Republican politicians, how come there's only one Republican Department of Health, Florida's, in the entire nation that has even entertained the idea of telling the truth of what's going on with their poisonous jab? How come most of your conservative commentators to this point still won't even talk about it? Well, we're going to discuss reasons. I offered a few options why that might be the case in a Twitter poll that's about to expire. We will discuss those results today at blazetv.com slash dace. Now, today's the day. If you have never subscribed to Blaze TV, today is the day you want to do it, though. Okay? Because if you enter the promo code unsafe when you go to subscribe today to Blaze TV, you're going to get not 10% off, but 20 20% off with the promo code unsafe. Why? Because today we are debuting our new roundtable documentary here at Blaze TV, Uncensored, a COVID-19 vaccine discussion, which includes yours truly, along with our colleagues, Daniel Horowitz and Sarah Gonzalez. And I promise you, receipts were brought. Receipts were brought. 
which means for me, I just, you know, used my photographic memory. For Daniel, he brought a lot of notes, all right? Receipts were brought, and you do not want to miss this. And if you've got people in your life that you're like, hey, here's some information that I think you at least need to consider. Tonight's the night, 9 p.m. Eastern, promo code UNSAFE. You can watch it at blazetv.com slash uncensored. Get that 20% off right now with the code UNSAFE at blazetv.com slash uncensored. Trust me, you do not want to miss this tonight. When you signed up to work here, Todd, back in the day as a granola-crunching certified anti-vaxxer whose wife even gave birth to their kids at home, like Ricky Lake, did you ever think me, your humble quasi-boss, would one day be hosting such a special on a national platform? Todd, your thoughts? Never, but I did hope. <laughs> but I did hope. The tragic thing is what it took to, to, to get me here. What it took to get me here. The carnage that was caused. So I, I want to go there. Because I, I just have to tell you, I, I don't, I know I'm supposed to sit here, thumb through the pages, the conservative host manual, how to chapter owning the libs daily. I know I'm supposed to sit here and go on and on and on about they're lying about what a recession is and uh, the inflation. The, the problem is, our answer will be voting in a bunch of the politicians that helped them start us on the path for inflation. This all began under Trump with the COVID stimulus bailouts. I mean, this is just classic economics. You put more money into the, into the economy than it can handle. That's how you get inflation. Now, of course, I mean, these guys have quintupled down on all of that, of course. But, you know, bad Republican behavior always leads to worse Democrats every single time. So I, I could sit here and do that show. But we have far bigger stakes we're playing for right now. I am tempted to get into the FBI whistleblower stuff. Because that is fire everyone and begin the tribunal level of treachery and treason right there. But here's the thing. Right now, everybody, the polls are, you know, we're going to vote. We're, we're going we're gonna to be rescued from the swamp. By the guy who hired the guy who's currently, uh, you know, the swamp head of the FBI, Christopher Wray. I mean, has Trump come out and said, hey, that was another poopy appointment that I made. First day I'm in office, I'm firing Chris Wray. Has he said that? Do you know? Not to my was that in, or, or, Did he get to that in between uh, pimping himself for the poisonous jab? Has that come up yet? Have there been any rays of hope where that's concerned? No? I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't believe so either. You know? And so, I, I, and that's not you guys' fault. I understand, as Todd likes to remind me in a very annoying way, that our list of allies grows thin Aragorn. I, I understand that. I get it. So when I, when I say I, I just can't get all that fired up about those topics because what we are suggesting to ourselves as remedies are going to take a lot more than a spoonful of sugar to help that medicine go down, okay? But that's not your fault. You, that, that's not your fault. Believe me, we have no problem telling you when it is your fault on this show. <laughs> I think we have demonstrated that. Okay, that's not your fault. When it comes to voting, man, you're just doing the best you can do. And I get it, man. I'm, I feel your pain. I mean, I'm doing it too, you know. I'm just, 
whatever, man. Just trying to do the best I can do at this point. The, the pickings are so slim. Now we got Pence's guy. I don't even know Matt Gates. Never met him in my life. Don't know Mark Short, Pence's chief of staff. Never met him in my life. You know, he's on CNN last night calling Matt Gates a child, a, a sex trafficker. Remember, I, I want to repeat what I said during the Kavanaugh charade. If you believe there is a high-profile sex trafficker among us, get off CNN! Call the police! Thank you. Don't call MSNBC. Call the police. Joy Reid doesn't have arresting power yet. Call the police, please. Thank you. Call the cops. Thanks. But I I just I I just can't waste a bunch of time talking about stuff that I don't think we realistically can fix right now. So let's talk about some things that will be very difficult for us to fix. But I realistically think we could approach a level of radicalization that we could. A year ago, when we were talking about Nuremberg-like trials with Nuremberg-like verdicts, it looked like it was nuts. It was crazy. This would never happen. And the odds are still stacked against you. But we, are, we have now entered into the realm where we have so pried open the Overton window here that Anthony Fauci is now being asked questions about that level of investigation. He's at least being asked about it. You would have not seen him asked about such things a year ago. A year from now, looking at the polls, it is very likely people who at least presume (laughs) to be friendlier to you. I couldn't say that with a straight face, sorry. uh, Will be in power. So... Without any political power in Washington, really at all, if we have radicalized this argument to the point that even amongst friendly media, Anthony Fauci is being asked about these sorts of things, what kind of environment could we cultivate a year from now? Maybe not one that includes a gallows, but certainly one that is further along and helping us get to some accountability than we are right now. But I would still suggest aiming for the gallows because they are called for. Because everything that you just saw in that clip from Anthony Fauci, and this will shock, well, none of you, is a lie. None of that is true. Like yesterday, the White House brought back the talking point, most of the people dying are the jabbed, and not true. Not, that's just not true. There's, there's no data in the world, literally in the entire world that says this. In fact, it all says the opposite. All the data in the world right now says we should have listened to Geert Van and Bosch from the formerly the Gates Foundation about a year and a half ago. That's what all the data actually says. Just a total lie. Just, it, it's, just, it's just a total lie. I mean, it's just a, it's a gaslight. It's beyond lying. It's, you know, and it, it's an attempt to create an alternative reality, not just deceive. We have now brought back, we have come full circle here, boys and girls. We have brought back the original canard 
of COVID, the original. Do you guys remember what it is? Asymptomatic spread. Asymptomatic spread. Do you even remember the last time that was even discussed anywhere? We now know that 60% of the cases, that's actually true right now, but that's not what he's talking about. He's trying to take data from right now and retcon it into what was going on in the pandemic. There were, I can't even tell you how many studies about this. We did, an, we, we did an entire breakdown of this in Fauci and Bargain. How many shows we did with how many studies on asymptomatic spread. Because that was the reasons for the lockdowns. That's why we did the comparisons between Sweden and Michigan with very similar population bases. And Michigan had one of the worst lockdowns in America. Sweden was the most open modern country in the world. We did all that. We did all those. We, we looked at all that data. Remember when your state had a primary, and it was the first, Todd, mass organization of people, for, and, and, it, and, and there was no correlated follow-up of spikes of cases or hospitalizations in the aftermath of that. Do you remember? How many of these shows did we do? Smoldering pile of ash updates. I mean, we did a year. We literally did a year of these shows, guys. Most of 2020 was breaking down the canards of... Um, uh, 15 days to flatten the curve with a simple question. How do we flatten the curve if we don't know where it and when it began? And so we started getting seroprevalence antibody studies and finding there was a lot more infection and there's no way that you're going to have, you're going to spread that levels of infection in May and, or in March and April. So where, when did the virus get here? Oh, it was probably here the entire cold and flu season. So why are we locked down now? And the other was the asymptomatic spread. Just a complete and total gaslight. In the history of human existence, there has never been a pandemic with a respiratory virus that has been spread by asymptomatic carriers primarily. Never. 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 Fauci noted this in early 2020, and now we are coming back to this talking point all over again. This is a canard. It is a lie. It is a gaslight. It always was. But even if you take what he said for granted, which would mean you're a moron, but even if you do, what he's really arguing for, therefore, is the insane China-esque New Zealand zero-COVID policy. That's really what he's arguing for. If if primarily it is spread during the pandemic, it's most dangerous phase. Now, it turned out to not be the most dangerous phase because of their poisonous jab. Their poisonous jab made it worse. So Delta was actually worse. Fauci and his ilk created the virus in a Chinese bioweapons lab with their gain of function research. They thought they were creating the next preemptive vaccine the shycoms said no you're building us a weapon but thank you they then gave us a vaccine that was beyond substandard that didn't stop infection and therefore created such a high volume of infections that the virus did not originally attenuate as they typically do when they involve when they evolve it got more virulent 
because it's also not a natural phenomenon. It's a bioweapon chimeric attempt to create some sort of mongoloid in a Chinese lab. That's what it is. Anthony Fauci ought to be arrested, put on trial for his life. He's the closest thing America has ever produced to Joseph Mengele. He's at the tip of the spear for ushering in a Fourth Reich. And he's back to telling lies about things that were disproved over two years ago. Have we heard from Trump? Boy, I should have never hired that guy. He better retire before I take office again because I'm firing him on the first day like I should have done before. Have you heard any of that? No. No. Hmm. We've had one public health department in the nation. One. Defy this regime, this Fourth Reich, on every level. Now, our state did a great job defying them on masks and lockdowns, but has not defied them on the poisonous jab. Only one state public health department has done this. Florida's. The only one. I think there's a much better chance that you can radicalize yourselves to the point of pressuring Republicans to at least help us to get to some form of meaningful truth, even if it doesn't include, even if there's not a noose at the end of that rainbow. I think there's a much better chance of that than, you are, than there is getting Republicans to do something about inflation. Because they help start it. And when guys like Thomas Massey and a few others stood up against it, Trump actually said they were destroying the Republic and uh, supported their primary challengers. So there's that. While we're, while we're talking about a noose at the end of the rainbow, I, I don't know that you guys truly contemplate how, how, how hard it is for me daily to not get blackpilled. I am at the H.L. Mencken stage of things on a human level right now. The black flag has long was long ago hoisted in the back of my mind. You should know this. The only reason I have not given into those impulses is Jesus. Just straight up, man. Straight up, I'm telling you. Straight up. Only reason. Holy Spirit's holding me back. Because I'd like to escort that gender specialist in Aaron's video to the bowels of hell personally. Throw him in a hole and throw away the hole. That's as dark. The clinical, it reminded me of the Planned Parenthood videos. It's so clinical. There's a phenomenal movie that HBO did about 15, 20 years ago called Conspiracy. And what that movie is about is it's it's based on one of the only written records we have of the final solution. The Nazis burned a lot of those records as the walls were closing in at the end of the war. And it's one of the last records we have of the conversations and things that took place 
leading up to the the advent of the final solution. And the entire movie takes place like in a posh, you know, rural German estate with a bunch of great British actors, almost all names and faces you would know, sitting around reenacting the notes of, of, of that meeting and just sitting around over a Caesar salad and a, you know, and, uh, um, you know, a German lunch, just, you know, how we get the, how do we, you know, get all these trucks out to the camps? I mean, just breaking down the logistics as cold and as calculating as you could imagine of how they were going to systematically slaughter millions of people. That's what that clip is. That's what that clip is. These people claim to be humanists, and yet they are for depopulation schemes. They're for ritualistic child murder. You will eat the bugs. Um, they want to take away your property. They're for corporate induced fascism. They're liars. Just like their father, who is the father of lies. It's just demonic, bro. It's just demonic. And the only thing that holds me back from wanting to go there with them is the light. Well, I can assure you the promo code DACE still works over at Built.com. And we'll still give you 15% off because I used it again this morning. Why? Because it is officially back. Chocolate chip cookie dough chunk. The greatest of all Built Bar flavors. Number one in my Built Bar flavor power ratings has victoriously returned. And so if you want to jump in on that, if you've been holding out or if you've been holding on to like that last box, saving it for a rainy day, just, you know, not knowing when this flavor would return. Today is your lucky day. All right. Cause it worked for all four boxes. Of them that I bought this so is that how you work with this thing? Like, do you have days where you really want one, but you're anticipating there's days ahead where you really, really will want one. Yes. So you don't have one now. So yes. you can have it then. I mean, I've got a box that's been sitting in my fridge since last fall of chocolate chip cookie dough. <laughs> And I've ate one or two of them out there, but it's my last one, man. And I don't, I don't want to be like Todd. I'm dry, all right? <laughs> so I've, I've, I've had most of that box just sitting there for many, many moons, just in case I got to break in, in case of emergency, break stash, right? You know what I'm saying? Got it. So yes, that's why. Uh, I, it worked for all four of boxes of that that I ordered uh, this morning. Uh, so take advantage of it. The greatest flavor. I mean, they're all great, but this is the greatest of the great. It's the GOAT. Of all of Built Bars, so many great flavors of the greatest protein bar of all time. Available right now for 15% off with my last name, Dace, as your promo code when you go to Built.com, B-U-I-L-T, for Built.com. Get your Built Bar today. You will not believe how good they are and how healthy they are at the exact same time. 15% off with the promo code Dace at Built.com. Well, one of the things we've been talking about on the show really the last couple of years is more and more Americans are realizing 
uh, that they've got to get out of the government school system. But what do we do instead? And is is there there really isn't or is there a foolproof way of trying to reach the next generation? So a good buddy of mine who's also a talk show host, so he knows how to speak. He has actually spent a lot of his free time in the last decade or so attempting to reach the next generation, and he joins us now. Good to see you, Steve Noble. How are you? Good, Steve Dace. Uh, real good. It's good to see you. It's kind of follow uh, cookie dough. Yes, it is. And if you have you ever had one of these? I have not. So then I you would know. If you, if, you, if you had had one of these, you would have said, can I reschedule? I don't want to follow that. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so we'll live and learn. tell people about your show before we get into this and how they can find you. Uh, the Steve Noble Show. I am on Monday through Friday, uh, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. I'm on uh, 31 regular radio stations. I'm on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. I started back in 2007. Uh, and right after that time, Steve, is how I got to know about you. We were both uh, doing some Christian radio, and so it's been a great friendship and uh, inspiring. I've, I love and appreciate you. You've been on my show a bunch of times, and uh, I'm sure your audience figured that out as well. You're a great uh, gift from the Lord. I don't think they figured that part out yet. I haven't, but you can keep either, but you can keep saying it, and I won't stop you. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, so in your spare time, you have taken a, a major investment in the kids in your community and trying to disciple them. Tell us about it. Yeah, that is... Uh... Did we lose Steve right when we got to the good part? <laughs> yes, we did. All right. Let's just see if we can bring him back audio here in just a second so we don't have to worry about that again. Um, Steve does a really good show. Uh, I've been on it numerous times. And uh, what I love about the intro to the show is that there are no sacred cows. It says that right in the intro to the show. So there are no... No one gets off scot-free. I mean, it, it's just a show. Do we have Steve back? Still working on that? It's just a show of truth bombs uh, on a daily basis where we try to, or he tries to see, well, basically what I did on Beck's show when I came on last Friday is I knew that they had just had O'Reilly on. So I'm like, I'm going to try to drop as many truth bombs in the 15 <laughs> minutes that I have as possible. All right. So do we have Steve back? All right, we do. All We're right. So, so Steve, tell us about the investments you've made in the kids there in your community. Yeah. So we, uh, as a family, Steve, started homeschooling 17 years ago, about 11 years ago. My wife and another mom, I became a Christian activist doing a lot of political stuff like you did uh, in 2004. And so they both approached me one day and said, hey, Steve, I really think you should be teaching a government class since you're messing around in that realm all the time. And I just felt the Lord saying, yep, you need to be a good steward of what you're learning. And so that was the first year, 10 years ago, it'll be 11 this fall, that I taught a civics class, civics and constitution. I had 25 students that first year. A few years later, when I finished with my master's degree in ethics, theology, and culture, I added Christian ethics. And last year, I added U.S. history. In the last 10 years, I've taught over 600 students. I have 130 lined up uh, this fall, starting in late August. And we just started Noble U, nobleuschool.com so that I could reach more kids outside of my area. I'm limited by time and space. I've got eight in-person classes, and then this fall we just started two online classes so I can reach kids not only across North Carolina but across the country. And it has been an amazing, amazing opportunity. Do not, everybody, do not give up on our youth. They are reachable if you bother to go after them. All right. What's going after them look like? What's going after them looks like, uh, like when I take them through, whether it's civics or, or ethics or uh, U.S. history, this takes, I, these are all two semester classes. So I get them in here. You're looking at my schoolroom in my house. 
they're in here an hour and a half every week using the material, going through the material, teaching them about the history of the nation, whether we're talking about constitutionally, governmentally, or just the raw history of the nation, which I started all the way back in the 1400s, and then marrying the facts and the realities of those subject matters with a robust, applicable uh, and engaged Christian worldview. That's the problem with most of the homeschool curriculum out there, even the online stuff. They These nice 50 and 60-year-old women record these lectures in their offices 10 years ago. There's no current context. You know, as a radio guy, I'm buried in this stuff all the time as you are. So I cannot create a course that I record and sell for the next 10 years because when Ukraine happened, that's in the course. Mm -hmm. When the election happens in November, that's in the course. So these kids then see Hey, a biblical worldview, when active, translates into the news of the day and my life right now. This matters, and it makes sense of things, and they don't have wisdom, and they don't have discernment. That's what I'm teaching them. Have you had a situation where the parents go through this with the kids and then come to you and say, why am I not hearing more of this in church? Yes, I have parents sitting in on virtually every class. I give them that opportunity. I tell them, if you show up, I'm going to throw you under the bus and bring you into the conversation. And they say, why don't we hear this stuff? First of all, in other homeschool classes, there's a problem there. Why don't we hear this in a private Christian school? They're certainly not hearing it in government schools. And they don't hear this intersection of real life, what's going on in the American context, whether we're talking about history or civics or ethics, and a biblical worldview. So you go to church, you're around it, but you don't learn. It doesn't become an operational system for these young people. Mm -hmm. And when they come in, they all grow up in the church, Steve, like your kids and my kids, uh, but they don't know how to work through what they've been taught and apply it to real life. There's cognitive dissonance all over the place. So if I understand your formula, just to make sure I, I, I've wrapped my mind around this, what it seems as if you are doing is proclaiming the word of God as a plumb line and then applying it to the current contemporary cultural context of the issues and challenges of the people that are living in those days and, and what they will actually be facing? Is that? Yes. What, that, that, that's, what, what, I know wait, that's what you're doing? I know it's crazy. Within the confines of that particular subject matter, the syllabus, the textbook, whatever, and so they all of a sudden see that civics and understanding the Constitution, how our government was designed to work, how it isn't working, matters to them. They understand U.S. history, and we go through, you know, I take them through the 1619 Project. We show the inevitability of the clash of civilizations. How do you respond to this as a Christian? I talk about this stuff on the air. I'm sure you've heard me say it. Listen, if you're going to call yourself a Christian, the plumb line is the Word of God. You better know it. And then you stand up there and you call balls and strikes based on the word of God. I don't care who's standing at the plate. I don't care if it's Biden or Trump. You apply the word of God without uh, consideration to who's there or what subject you're talking about, be it the U.S., uh, the United States of America, the Constitution or what have you. And then all of a sudden I see the lights coming on. I I've had kids that aren't even believers in these classes that came in hating America. And at the end of the last school year, I asked, have any of you, uh, all of a sudden, America's not quite the bad place you thought it was. And I had a couple of students raise their hand and go, yeah, I was totally wrong. Because you have to engage them where they're at. You have to understand that they really don't, you know, our kids today, Steve, are getting about 32 gigs of information mm -hmm. thrown at them every day. They don't have wisdom. They don't have discernment. And so Christianity's over here on Sundays or this summer at my Bible camp. And then the rest of the life and the rest of the world it has nothing to do with it. And I see that. And these kids are growing up in conservative Christian homes. 
but they are really clueless in terms of going out into the world and being able to have conversations about politics, cultural issues, U.S. history or what have you. So I, I take it you just used Spurgeon's Worldview Academy series. Check that. <laughs> there never was a Spurgeon Worldview Academy series because this is what he called preaching. That's just yeah. what he called preaching. That's what Augustine called preaching. That's what Calvin called preaching. That's what Luther and Knox called preaching. They didn't come back on Sunday nights and we'll go more in depth and actually do something that will apply this to your life. No, they just called that preaching. Jonathan Edwards didn't have like a Sunday worldview class where we're going in depth on the issues facing you here in the 18th century. We're going to go in depth and applying those things and we're just going to keep it general, you know, for the Venus flytrap method here on in the morning time. No, they they just what you're doing is what they just called in every previous era of Western civilization. This was just called pre 1960. This was just called <laughs> preaching. That's just what it was. Yeah. This was the job of a pastor to do those things. And as a result now we and this is why I went on this rant last week. The, the greatest heresy in the American church, Steve, is the doctrine of non-confrontation. <laughs> yes. because, it, it, because because it's in the churches that claim to be the, the sola scriptura ones, that claim to be the faithful ones, that, that claim to be the evangelical ones, where the gospel is presented. It is presented to people, but then it is presented in sort of this values-neutral, non-applicable context. It, it would be the equivalent of going and, and, and trying to evangelize some tribal village that for centuries has been heavily influenced by some occultic shaman down the road, and I just act like that, that never existed there. It was never there. And I just pitch my tent, open the Bible, and just preach it in a vacuum and just completely disregard the fact that all these people have had generations of influence from this mm -hmm. darkness down the street. We never confront, we never intersect, we just exist over here because, of course, that also makes sure that we get to build bigger and better things, Steve. That's I'll give, right. it, I'll yeah, give you the last word. We hide in our corner, and these kids uh, learn about Christianity. They don't get an operational biblical worldview system. The computer I'm looking at over here has an operating system in it. Our kids don't have an operating system because we dance around it, and we got to make sure there's time for pizza and games as opposed to just teaching and preaching the unadulterated Word of God. You get the Word of God operating system taught properly, unapologetically, the full counsel of God. You put that in these young people, and then they'll turn around. That's the lens— that's the worldview that they'll end up seeing things through. Then all of a sudden, the lights start coming on. They're like, holy cow, this Christian worldview stuff makes sense of everything. I can see clearly now, as the old song goes. Mm -hmm. And that's right. They aren't taught the, the unadulterated word of God. We play around with it. And in the meantime, between kindergarten and 12th grade, they get 16,000 hours of education. They get another 16,000 hours of popular media. That's 32,000 hours versus you know 2400 or 2000 you get in church over the same period of time when you're eating cotton candy we see the results one more time steve people want what's the website they want to look at what you're doing and maybe they want to uh, take part in it or at least get some inspiration for their community where would they go Absolutely. Noble U, as in university, nobleuschool.com is the website, nobleuschool.com, and want to teach every youngster in this country, especially ones coming out of Christian homes, reality. Teach them the truth, Steve. You know that. And then watch them change the world. But if they don't have that operating system, this country is doomed. Great stuff, my friend. Good to see you again. All right. Appreciate you. You too. Thanks, Thank pal. you, man. All right, man. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let's get some reaction to what we just heard. And you guys can react to what we discussed in the opening as well. So Todd and Aaron, what say you? You know, having been through a uh, 
Christian private university, I can count on less uh, sooner than uh, either or at all uh, than either of you. I can, and I'm not exaggerating here. Okay, I had so many acquaintances and friends in college. Okay, a lot as one does. I can I can count on less than one hand, less than one hand, like three people, three people of my contemporaries at this private Christian university who have not totally gone woke. All of these to various degrees, all of these individuals kind of grew up in this, the church ecosystem, went to church, maybe went to a private Christian school to a T, ever last one of them with very few exceptions. And I mean like three people I've seen on social media evidence of just completely being given over to the spirit of the age. No operating system, no like Steve just said. Operating, yep. No operating system. No <clears throat> frame of reference. This is at a, Christian, a private Christian university. Now, you might think, oh, that's bad if that's at a private Christian university. I actually know more than three people in my life, a lot more than three people in my life, whose faith has actually gotten stronger going th- to a liberal progressive university. Now, that's not for everybody. But knowing where the lines are drawn and actually having things challenged, having your faith challenged is a healthy thing. Who could have thought? Who'd have thunk? Being challenged is a healthy thing. I just think most Christian youth over the last couple of generations have not been challenged. And then when they finally are, they've been so soft for so long, when they get punched in the mouth, Mike Tyson, there's no there there. And that's a large a large contribution to where we are today. I think you're talking about that comfort thing again there, Aaron. You know, just with my uh, daughters, seventh grade was the bar. It started with my older daughter. She needed kind of for utilitarian reasons to pick her up. But that's when a cell phone even became a discussion. Before that, they were one of a handful who had them. Everybody around them had them in like fourth grade. Why? This is that com- comfort thing. Everybody, because everybody just had to have them. They have them, so you got to have them. And, then, and my daughter's just realized that's not the world I live in. And the, those parents who come into the, Steve's class, Steve Noble's class, and say, why am I not hearing this? Those are the start of questions they need to ask themselves. Comfort questions. What instead are we doing? What are the things we need to have? What are our idols? We, one of the biggest things we need to do as Christians is realize how stacked our lives are with idols. And it doesn't mean we need to get rid of them whole hog, but they have a pride of place in our lives that has totally made it impossible for you to download that, that uh, user guide called the gospel because you won't let it in at the deepest levels. Correct. The leisure activities in and of themselves are not idols. No. Nope. The preeminence we are giving them to Correct. our in our lives is what turns them into those exactly. things. Exactly. We are the idol makers. Our hearts are little idol factories. Good news is they're going to increasingly make us uncomfortable in those convenience pursuits, so we'll have no choice but to begin pushing back. Hour two is next.
we are back with hour two here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and then, of course, all of you and all of you can let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and Instagram, and then also at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. Get clips of the show that are free of any censorship and also free to watch when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show as well. Tonight, you can also get our brand new special with yours truly, Daniel Horowitz and Sarah Gonzalez, as we go in depth and we brought the receipts on the dangers of the COVID-19 vaccine. It is titled Uncensored, a COVID-19 vaccine discussion tonight, nine o'clock Eastern. That's eight o'clock central for those of you like me that went to public school. Nine o'clock Eastern tonight here on blazetv.com slash uncensored. And if you use the promo code unsafe to subscribe today, 20% off, $20 off, I should say, it's about the same because I think it's $100 a year. So $20 off your annual subscription to Blaze TV for signing up today with the promo code UNSAFE to watch Uncensored, a COVID-19 vaccine discussion tonight at blazetv.com slash uncensored. If you are a podcast listener, thank you so much for being a big part of our audience. I just looked this morning. We might have had our highest iTunes rating ever. Uh, this morning. It's certainly up there amongst the highest. Thank you so much for helping us with that. We we could not be doing the growth of this show without you because you are literally the growth of the show. So please uh, leave us a five-star review if you haven't done that yet. And if you've got a question that you would like to have considered for a future Ask Me Anything, include your question within your five-star review, and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration. And hit subscribe and follow for us as well. And we just want to thank the thousands of you that have done each or both of those things for this program already. Uh, We are just very humbled and honored. Thank you very much. This part of the show brought to you by Public SQ, because across the country, Americans are discovering that if you want to change things around here, one of the things we must do is create an alternative marketplace. And that's where we can get around woke corporations and big that are seeking to divide us or big banks that are seeking uh, to spy on people and report them uh, for not liking their political views or uh, supply chains dependent on countries who actually hate us. Do your best to try to get around that and help us build an alternative economy with Public SQ. You can download the app right now and look for that coffee shop that took a stance against COVID mandates or uh, the restaurant that uh, only buys farm to table and and they will never cancel you for your views. Public SQ is your guide. You can download the Public SQ for Public Square. Public SQ, download the app today in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. You can also, if you have a business you want listed there, you can find out how to how to list your business there on the app as well. Public SQ for Public Square, available today, both in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. All right, let's get to it. Some fake news or not. And I thought we'd go back and do this the OG way. Are you guys ready to go? You bet. I have collected a quintet of of clips and I will, after playing them, ask you each a simple question. Is this clip fake news or not? Let us begin with, is this Christ-like or woke-like? I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous peoples. Christ-like or woke-like or just fake news or not, Todd? 
based on past performance, I think it's probably uh, woke-like. Uh, so thus that would be fake news in, in terms of a imbalance, bringing imbalance into the gospel message. I mean, on this, I, I had to say, and I, I, I obviously know this wouldn't have been your intent. I just don't know. Like with scripture, people pull out scripture and out of context and you're not, you don't have what was said before or after. Like, I, I don't know why he's saying this that, is uh, it he just went to canada and did a visit there and while there uh, uh said he was sorry for what christian peoples have done to the indigenous populations around the world because did justin trudeau look i i might get i i gotta stick with woke i mean i can't for what purpose like what is pressing about this particular message is there a particular holiday there so this Pope has a way of, yeah, just making you tilt your head like a confused dog because it's like, why? There's so many more important things to be emphasizing right now, and you're going full Pajamama on us. I don't... So it's probably that. It's probably woke. So for with for about a thousand years, there was just Rome. And then you had the break between Rome and the Byzantines, right? The the Ortho, Eastern Orthodox Church. Mm-hmm. And then you had, um, and when, when we say just Rome, we mean from a centralized church authority structure. And then a few hundred years later, you would have had the Reformation. Okay. So for most of the first millennia of the church, there was just Rome from a, from a leadership perspective. Or at least from Constantine, maybe we should say. From Constantine... To the, starting with Constantine, I think in the third century, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the first millennia, we just had Rome as a centralized leadership structure. Is that a fair historical assessment? Yeah. All right. That would have meant that the church would have had to confront indigenous peoples all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the church mm-hmm. did. Okay. Um, now we can argue about the different methods of confronting those people, right? There's conquistadors and then there's St. Patrick. Right. Right. But many of those conquistadors would have claimed they were driven by a similar instinct, albeit they were a militaristic iteration of such things. Mm-hmm. Like what you see at the end of Mel Gibson's Apocalypto, for example, as yeah. they're about ready to you know just burn some kids alive and, and the conquistadors show up and they're about to say, yeah, we don't we don't do that where we're from. And if you guys don't want to give that up, mm-hmm. we'll put you down, basically. Mm-hmm. OK. Do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. How, 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 how is it possible this 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 kind of reminds me of when people say what was done to the Native Americans was unfair. I don't believe they believe that. Like, no one gives up Wi-Fi for wampum. No one sells their home and says, I'm moving to the reservation in solidarity. Like, like, like it doesn't mean anything. You're, you're completely enveloped in the accoutrements and comforts of Western well, society. How can you preside over the Catholic Church given history i mean ultimately don't we have to start don't we have to start with the premise that some cultures are better than others yeah our superior cultures oh for sure okay and then and then once we assert that then if we're doing the whole burn the village to save it stuff and we want to say that's not christian character and everything 
I think absolutely we're fine with that, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But the first thing that maybe ought to be asserted here from a major Christian religious leader is reminding everybody that um, some cultures are superior to others and um, some religions are superior to others. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, again, you've talked about this in the past regarding American history. You, you don't, you know, don't need to forget about slavery. We do this all the time. I mean, you've done this recently. We, you don't have to, like, not talk about slavery to make sure that all the great points about the American Revolution and the Founding Fathers have a standing. It can, it, it all works together. You, mm-hmm. you, you, the, the good comes with the bad. We all uh, have a feet of clay. So th- this just makes, again, out of why drive such a point home, which is in no way a new point at all, that people do bad things. Yes, indigenous people across the world have been treated poorly. It, it it did not mean that those same indigenous people also treated each other poorly. It's just lacking totally in context. Even the one part I would disagree with you on is that, and it's, you said you could interchange the parts, but when you said uh, Wi-Fi versus uh, Wampum, yeah. that's a part why uh, a generally superior organization uh, or, or worldview often got in trouble because they diminished everything uh, about that that uh, culture. There, and so there's nothing inherent about everything in a first world culture that is better than a third world culture. There are points to be made it, now that we're talking about it. But like, again, I don't like this pope regularly does not seem to understand what time it is where where is the grand march right now to run roughshod over indigenous peoples mm-hmm. why we know sin exists we know people do bad things to people of all kinds why why do you keep doing this this is just seems to be a white guilt first world guilt sort of thing that is ultimately uh not conducive at all to people hearing the true depth and riches of the gospel. Aaron. First of all, I I think this was already kind of hit on, so I'll I'll keep it brief. But what are indigenous people? They are people who were originally here. Nobody, you know, uh, nobody was originally in this land mass uh, to begin with. At least that's my that's my understanding anyway. But they were people who preceded uh, the Westerners coming. Right. Okay, so the Aztecs, the Maya. Those were indigenous peoples, correct? We know them. Uh, they did not. They, they were not exactly uh, upstanding moral people. Now, were they? No, no, they weren't. And you can also make a, a, a separate argument. Maybe it's not super strong, but uh, conquering the practice of child sacrifice, which both of those civilizations were known to do in just hideous ways, is that good um sacrificing children is bad putting an end to that practice yeah i i think that would be that would be good as well but here's here's the reason why i i don't really need to know much more context maybe he did provide specific examples and that seven second clip was just not not conducive to to showing the broader context maybe he did but 
This is why, to me, it's it's completely woke-like. And I'd like to illustrate it like this. Somewhere today in uh, daycare in Helsinki, uh, uh, little Johnny stole uh, little uh, Robert's toy, and I'd like to apologize for that. It's just a non-sequitur. It's This type of stuff is just a complete and total non-sequitur. And that's what makes me think it's, it's woke-like, because of the urge to capitulate white guilt along the lines of what Todd was saying. Yeah, the greatest context within it's likely woke is like, what you're in Canada saying this? Like, you have pastors being thrown in prison right, right. now. Like, that... That's what time it is in right. Canada. Can you now again? I don't know the entirety of the speech. Maybe he said something about that too. I, I I don't know. But there's huge problems in Canada right now. It's turned into a tyranny that's probably being run by Castro's son. Do you have anything to say about this? No, he did not. Next clip. You can get new boobs later if you change your mind. So it's all good. But so what we do know is that adolescents actually have the capacity to make a reasoned, logical decision. And here's the other thing about chest surgery. If you want breasts at a later point in your life, you can go and get them. So, fake news or not, Aaron. I posted this on Twitter this morning. I've never seen the movie, but I kind of know the gist of it. The, The human centipede was not an instruction manual. Yet that's all that gender-affirming medical care is. It's just meatball medical experimentation. I have newt wing of bat, that type of thing. It's just all experimentation. And so, of course, that is completely and utterly fake news. It's fake news. Um, The notion that... This temple that's been given to you by God is some sort of something that is like an AR-15, just endlessly customizable, endlessly customizable. No, no, there's no uh, limiting principle whatsoever. I want to put uh, some different types of bullets in there, different caliber of bullets in there. Then it starts to blow up. But everything on the outside, you know, uh, I can just, I can make it this color. I can make it that color. I can add this attachment. I can add uh, whatever, what have you. It's, it's not. It's not. Um, and, and the notion that this is just, oh, yeah, it's, it's reversible. Go back to it later. Try it out. Try it on for size. And then you can just, you know, adjust the attachment later. No. no. It's... Just Aaron's razor. It's just demonic. This is doctrines of demons. And I remember when this clip originally came out a few years ago, or maybe it was just last year. I can't remember. Um, just being shocked. But now this is like Tuesday. This is like Tuesday. That's why it's. And I found this interesting that you even included this, Steve. But I think that's the point. Maybe you thought there was an actual distinction possibly to be made mm-hmm. because it's Tuesday. That's why it's not fake news. This is the water increasingly everybody is swimming in. If you said something like that not very long ago, fired jail, some version of that. Now it's just the people who fight against it. People have been pointing out this regularly on Twitter in the last week that you are at way more risk of arguing against pedophilia than promoting it in many sectors these days. So, the, again, it's, it's George Costanza's territory. It's not a lie if you believe it. 
And everybody believes that this is just how things are. Until we start punishing this in various ways that we clearly aren't willing to now, this is true news. All right, next clip. Trump looks, quote, horrific. Fake news or not. Here an executive editor of a special report joins us now. Welcome. Obviously, we've known the broad outlines of this, what Donald Trump didn't do for since January 6th of 2021. How much did the testimony add to our understanding of whether or not this was a deliberate strategy of refusing to intervene? I think there are some questions that remain. Uh, and the biggest is what exactly did he say about the National Guard on January 4th? Who heard it? What was the, was he saying you could deploy to protect the Capitol on January 6th? If that's the case and that testimony comes out, we don't know. We had uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney said that there is a uh, arm of the committee that's looking into that. Well, it kind of squelches or downplays the thought that he wanted this insurrection uh, if that's what right. what happens. Now, that said, laying out all of these 187 minutes makes him look <clears throat> horrific. It really does. And it's, it's for everybody to see. And the president's inaction and the vice president's action getting on the phone is very telling. Uh, but critics of this committee will always come back to, why not allow cross-examination? Why not have another side that has a defense of the target that you're going after? Yeah, and I'll come back to that. But to me, the most chilling moment was... All right. What do you guys think? Fake news or not, Todd, what you just heard? Yeah, that's fake news. The, her, the hyperbole. When it's come for even the guys like Brett Baer... Who, you know, again, was it's probably the closest thing to, you know, Russert territory, I guess. When you just when you need that Kool-Aid that bad, um, it, it's as sure a sign uh, that you're just dealing with uh, there, there's no objectivity possible whatsoever. I mean, it, We've no this, and there's no new news. This is we could have talked about this a, a year ago, and we did, and we were saying the same thing. This is this is nonsense. Uh, Trump gave no orders. You you even people on the uh, white are working for a network on the right. The, you you continue to want a tyrant to rule over you. Uh, Donald Trump was not leading an army that day he did not give orders that day he said sloppy things that day just like he said every day of his presidency i mean before he even became president he talked about i could shoot somebody in the streets what is is that also i'm sure we're going to be watching that tape again and he's he's gonna and um uh, the lady from wyoming uh cheney is going to be saying see it started right there uh that the seeds were planted for t- it, it i guess if if you want to do this level of feng shui with donald trunk speak all day long there's nothing anybody can stop you and maybe it's his fault but it's to continue to say things like he's a uniquely horrible human being is is just possibly dumb and honestly it makes you closer to a horrible human being than him aaron what do you think i think it's fake news on the other hand you know what is horrific calling arizona for joe biden uh just before midnight okay then um let's go to this clip this is supposedly 
since, I mean, I don't know this, I'm just, because I, I haven't watched a nanosecond of this, but this is supposedly, like most of you, this is supposedly one of the most recent smoking guns from the January 6th committee. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law, you can't say that. I'm not going to. I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of justice. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's <laughs> over. Okay? This. <laughs> I mean. Dude, All right, Todd, I will uh, let you go first. Go ahead. I, I, I learned a lesson from Steve when I started this job and why I never look at these clips. He sends us to us. He doesn't make us, uh, uh, watch them. I, I, but Steve's enjoyment and gift of doing things cold. It keeps you sharp, I think. Uh, so I, but this makes my point. Does this guy's searching for a way as, as is his staff of somehow, I guess we got, you know, clean up in aisle nine, is that the guy that just said wipe them out to all of them it's so stupid it's so and and i wish i it's perfect you, planning you, are, that are, you are, ran things are, like this yeah i know that's why i did it that it's way it's so dumb <laughs> really are and you, they're offering that as an exhibit against him that exonerates him you seem to be skeptical that the the guy who turned the final year of his presidency in an election year over to Anthony Fauci, Mike Pence, and Debbie Burks, and knew the entire time they were screwing him, and even heard from actual experts who knew the data that would have saved him from such screwage, and not permitted them to install the very voter ballot harvesting scheme that they used to steal the last election. And completely just rolled over and played Rover, scratch my belly for Big Pharma, and even further indemnified them while still taking credit two years later for a poisonous jab. You seem to be skeptical. While he was essentially a kept man in the West Wing, as a son-in-law basically ran the government into the ground. You seem to be skeptical of that individual. Then... There around January 3rd or 4th, in the final weeks of his presidency, immediately morphed. It was all an act in order to suck people in and draw people in and give him plausible deniability. And he was really Darth Sidious the entire time. And, and on January 6th, he executed Order 66. When he could have, you know, done the previous four things I just mentioned, could have stopped them from happening. So we never got to January 6th but never did. Do I have you right? Am I reading you right that you just seem to be skeptical of that chain of events? Can I bo borrow your bottle of black pills? Yes. Yes, you can. Aaron? I had flashbacks to reading A Plague Upon Our House by Scott Atlas because that clip, that clip, guys, is just a concentrated version of the Trump White House. 
He has all the right instincts. He is a little, a little bit like a bull in a china shop, unpolished. Mm-hmm. Yet his staff is trying to make him do stuff he doesn't actually believe. Say <laughs> stuff he doesn't actually believe. So, is that a damning piece of evidence? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't fake news or not. I, I don't know. My, my level of caring about this. How many times have I actually mentioned the the J six? committee on the monta i just no no one care and that's true no literally nobody cares nobody cares um i'm just depressed that that's my answer well if you're not depressed yet this final clip is truly demonic now i'll confess in the work that we're doing we have found that not everybody is prepared to hear about justice and equity in the constants in the context of transportation as if transportation is somehow uniquely immune to the impacts of patterns of exclusion and racial injustice that have touched every other part of our society. So I just want to make clear, we're not the ones looking for culture wars. We're just trying to do what's right, healing the broken places in our country. Connecting divided communities is not divisive. A railroad that creates a so-called wrong side of the tracks, that's what's divisive, and that's what we got to do something about. Aaron. Aaron's razor or not? Todd. Uh, This is the same answer I gave earlier. It's, It's true news because it's not a lie if you believe it. It, it. it is the water we're swimming in. Guys like him say that, do that, believe that in every institution we have. Right now we are educating the next generation accordingly. It is the reality that is here and that awaits unless something drastically different is done. Hey, it's me. Rear Admiral Pete, your friendly neighborhood groomer. Just here making sure the train tracks aren't racist. So that we can return to a, a time once more where we have uh, 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 six colors on the rainbow instead of, you know, 18. It's that uh, meme that uh, Ali Stuckey... Th- this, is, this is the same dynamic that's playing out. They really do believe... That they are the ones, they are the non-aggressors here. It's uh, Oron McIntyre's tweet from last week that we had him on the show for uh, Rage Against the Machine shares all the same values as the CIA. Occupy Wall Street is aligned with Citibank and Goldman Sachs. That's the same dynamic here. The aggressors have so deluded themselves and bought into the propaganda and gaslit themselves into believing that they are the ones, in fact... They are the ones, in fact, that are being transgressed. It's a meme uh, Ali Stuckey posted over the weekend about the, uh, the, 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 the modified rainbow jihad flag with mm-hmm. all of the different colors. Modern Christians, you reposted this tweet, uh, modern reject American modernity, embrace tradition, reject modernity, and it's all the different colors of the up- updated uh, updated uh, rainbow flag, and then underneath it's the regular rainbow flag and says embrace tradition. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the same type of d- dynamic. That is Ebony Maw, man, that clip. You may think this is your suffering, but it is your salvation. That is Lord Nefarious kind of stuff. Everything he says is true, man, but it's for 180 degree yeah. opposite of where truth actually comes from and begins. Yeah. Everything. It's just a, that, that is just a straight up, that's not pagan and that's not progressive. That is demonic. Just a, just an absence, an absence of reality. Just a straight up gaslight. That is, that's, we're back in the garden, man. That is ye be like God. That is, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. That is what that is. And like I said, people keep saying it. And what we need is the Bane moment when, when one of his little toadies yes. is, thinks they're, he's arguing with his equal and he just puts his hand on his shoulder. Do you think you're in control now? Do you feel in yes. control? Yes. No one steps. How is no one stepping to this guy? Why does he have a job? And instead, it is likely Republican senators, enough of them are going to vote for the origin and genesis of his agenda to be codified into the federal law and on the desk of President Biden in a matter of days. We're in the middle of a so-called monkey box. As we embrace tradition. They're going to say marriage between men and women don't matter. So you think transportation's the problem? Vote Republican, no matter what. Whether it's your monthly poker game and you've got buddies who are essentially flatulence incarnate or it's looming football practices with sweaty teenagers. I've got both of those things happening on a regular basis in my home. Or it's you or you've got a pet. I check all those boxes too. Uh, If you want fresher air in your home, check out our friends over at Eden Pure deals.com and get the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. It comes in packs of three using their proven oxy technology. It destroys everything from viruses to odors to mold. So much more going on in the air in your home. It's also filterless, so you won't be spending an arm and a leg out of pocket for time in memoriam to replace the filters with their proprietary technology that I asked. How does that work? And they explained it and I don't get it, so I'm just going to talk about the fact that it works. Because it does. I've tried it in my home. And that's why I'd recommend you can try it in yours, too. They come in packs of three, so you can put them all throughout your home. And you can get them for $200 off, three units for under 200 bucks right now, with free shipping as well. Shipping is free. When you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code STEVE3, that's EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code STEVE3. All right, let's get to Pop Culture Tuesday when we look at the intersection between what's trending in pop culture and conservatism. And this week, we actually have a few different things we could talk about if we had if we had gone down that road. We were just discussing during the break. The Arizona Cardinals have signed their franchise quarterback, Kyler Murray, who basically quit on his team in their playoff game against the Rams last year, just sulked and quit. Uh, they signed him to a long-term deal over the weekend, and there is a clause in the contract that requires him to actually study the playbook and the team's schemes for up to four hours a day before playing video games. It literally says this. It literally says this, right? We could certainly do a segment on that, I would imagine, for shizzle. Um, ESPN sent Gene Wojciechowski uh, out to Indianapolis today 
to uh, correct uh, Jim Harbaugh for uh, speaking out on the pro-life issue recently, to which uh, Harbaugh doubled and tripled down and even went so far as to say, uh, I tell players on my team, if you get a girl pregnant and you and the woman don't want the baby, bring it to my house. We've got a big house and plenty of room. He's a better life coach than a football coach, quite frankly. Yeah, he's a pretty good football coach. But but. it just should have been a better one. But I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We could definitely do a show on that um, because we're used to watching, you know, people back down, right? But instead, let's talk about this. Here's what you're not being told about what happened at Comic-Con over the weekend. What you're, you're being gaslighted here in the fanboy media. You're being gaslighted. You're being told that this is the, you know, Marvel's just updated phase five and four, their phase five and phase six slates with two new Avengers films that just popped up out of nowhere. We're not even on the schedule. We're not even being mentioned. Here's what you're not being told. As recently as February, Kevin Feige said, they, they're not doing any more Avengers films. They completed that story arc with the Infinity Saga. And now what they want to do is explore their catalog and get more into the Marvel mythology and more into studying the characters and more into representation and, you know, being woke. That has not gone well. Because it also happened to coincide with the pandemic that shut theaters down and still made people for a while, relatively hesitant about returning. And now after the disaster that was the Eternals, the meh, that was Black Panther, the okay, that was Doctor Strange, the WTF that was Thor Love and Thunder, the best Marvel film of Phase 4, this is how bad it's gotten. You remember when I used to joke that it's gotten... It's gotten so bad for evangelicals that we went from saying we didn't want to vote for Kennedy because he would listen to the Pope, that we now actually demand the Catholic politicians listen to the Pope. Do you remember when I used to joke about yes. that? That was when you all had uh, John Paul and Benedict, not the current guy. We don't want him listening to that guy. Gotcha. Actually. <laughs> okay. All right. It, this has gotten so bad now. All right. It's gotten so bad that Sony actually makes the best Marvel movies. That's how bad it's gotten. There has been one truly great film in all of phase four. And it was the Spider-Man film that came from Sony that Marvel obviously had a huge hand in, but it was Sony's movie. And so lo and behold, out of nowhere over the weekend, Kevin Feige appears at Comic-Con to announce phase four is done. We're moving on. Phase five begins ASAP. Oh, and here's two new Avengers films. Here's even the titles of those Avengers films. Uh, the 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 I think one of them is the Kang War or the Kang Dynasty, and the other one is the Multiverse Saga or the Multiverse War, something along those lines. I don't remember, but out of nowhere, here's our plan. We're going back to the old plan. <laughs> here's the plan. Back to the old plan. Uh, it's clear we need a purpose, a direction. And people aren't into this. It's not jiving with folks. So here's the new plan. We're back to the old plan. Now, this is a complete gaslighting. Right? They're never going to admit to you why they're doing this. But Norton, come over here. Because I know that you know and you know that I know. Hamada, hamada, 
why they're doing this, Eddie Murphy. All right? We know why. And it's not a coincidence that this comes out of absolutely nowhere after a 70% drop of Thor Love and Thunder. Now, I'm sure this stuff was in the works beforehand. Because, as I just mentioned, the trend line has not been that good overall. They did make the best movie that Marvel made itself without Sony's help was Shang-Chi. But the problem is, because they wouldn't get rid of the Rainbow Jihad stuff, they made they brought that character into the mainstream, a pretty fringe character in the comics. They brought it into the mainstream because they thought, well, we'll tap into that Chinese market and make all kinds of bank. But they wouldn't give up on the Rainbow Jihad stuff, so it went nowhere in China. What's happening here is Marvel is saying, we're going to go back to our formula. Because as I've said on this show for the last few weeks when this has come up, Marvel's brand is the is the purpose-driven interconnected universe. That's its plan or, or its brand. It's not the wittiness. Lots of people make witty movies. It's not the clever dialogue. Lots of people do that. What they pulled off that we hadn't seen done in a century since the original universal monster universe of the 30s, what they pulled off was the purpose-driven interconnected universe of characters. That's its brand. And they've completely gotten away from that. And over the weekend at Comic-Con, Kevin Feige said, back to what we know. Gentlemen, your thoughts. I wish you were right. I wish it were that easy. But first of all, we know the cho- woke chokehold that uh, is exists in every realm. We've just been talking about it on the show on the last segment. It's just upending reality as we know it. Yet it's going to be this easy to step away from I I don't think so also Kevin Feige the guy who mastered that purpose driven uh, expansive universe interconnected characters that that the long range thinking unparalleled in cinematic history like had like n- no clue where this was going and am I my bad I, I don't believe that part either. I don't, which is not to say I know what I believe about this. I don't have a answer that's sufficient to me to know what exactly is going on here. But I, I don't think we have a guarantee that those Avengers movies you're talking about are not, not like we're, we're not suddenly like meat is not back on the menu. Uh, it, it it could be some sort of hybrid thing. It could be, hey, oh yeah, we're going to be woke, but it's definitely going to be more interconnected because despite whatever, though you've had two independent criticisms, Steve, going on. There's the woke aspect, mm-hmm. but also increasingly <clears throat> show by show, movie by movie. Like, what's what are where, we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, Th- those are two separate issues, and they could have incredible interconnectivity. And it can be a woke, hot mess. I think you'll agree. And there's no guarantee that that's not going to happen. There is no guarantee that they won't try to see if they can merge these two things together. Of course, there's not a guarantee. But at the very least, this was somewhat an act of self-awareness. We don't typically see that, like on any level. This was somewhat an act of self-awareness. They, they, 
Now, keep in mind, and I, I know we brought this up yesterday with the new Lord of the Rings series and, and comments that the actors are making that basically, well, we're attempting to bring this into modernity and rewrite what Tolkien did. Okay. That may be what they're trying to do. I don't know. I mean, we'll find out when the thing comes mm-hmm. out in September. But remember 20 years ago when Walden Media launched its company with uh, the line, The Witch in the Wardrobe. Tilda Swinton, who plays the White Witch, openly said at the press junkets, uh, this isn't a Christian allegory. It's not about Christianity at all. It's just a fairy tale. Liam Neeson, who voices Aslan, says this isn't about Christianity at all. I mean, this, you know, I mean, I happen to have, you know, very high views of Islam. I mean, they said these things. Then you went and saw the movie, and what was it? It was exactly a Christian allegory that that C.S. Lewis originally told. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So keep in mind when it comes to the actors, they will just say things to these audiences because their publicists say to say these things to get the right ratio on social media, particularly Twitter and Instagram. Okay? That doesn't mean... So we will see. I mean, they may go full woke while trying to do this. If they do, they'll go broke. They'll go broke. But at the very least, they're admitting we have violated our brand and we have to get back to our brand, Aaron. Yep. And I've read a couple of articles on this. And my initial instinct was this doesn't mean necessarily at all that uh, there are any sort of self-awareness going on here until the, the big thing about bringing back Avengers, bringing back Avengers. That That's what made me think, hey, there is... There is some self-awareness. Self-awareness doesn't self-awareness doesn't necessarily uh, mean mean something's good or going to be good. Um, I think there's an equal chance that because this is by definition a reaction, regardless of how you see it, saying in February there's going to be no more Avengers movies to July. Uh, there are going to be more Avengers movie. That is a reaction to something. Mm-hmm. And when you are reacting, especially in a business environment, that typically does not go well for you, particularly when you're talking about hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars in production budgets. So it could mean that there is going to be interconnectedness coming, which is their brand, could just mean, oh crap, uh, we're not making as much money as we used to uh, tell a loosely connected uh, series of 10 films. That could be what it, it, it means as well. Sure. So I, I'm, you know, the jury's still out, but uh, I do agree on some level there was some self-awareness. So Todd, I will let you redirect here with your cynicism after I talk about our friends at Patriot Mobile, because there aren't very many opportunities these days to, uh, to avoid doing business with people who hate you. And one of them, thankfully, is with a product we all pretty much have to use, a mobile phone. Our friends at Patriot Mobile, they're really the only, well, American uh, cell phone carrier in the country. You'll get pretty much the same signal strength you get from everybody else because everybody pretty much uses the same towers these days. But you'll have the peace of mind and know, of knowing you're not directly funding the people that hate you. Right. And if you want to make the switch today, first of all, if you're a veteran or first responder, let them know uh, when you call in to make the switch because they'll give you even more savings uh, as a way of saying thank you for your service. If you do for the rest of us, you can get a free activation right now with the offer code Steve. If you make the switch that my family made when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Once more, that's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. You can also just try calling them at 972-PATRIOT. Again, that's 972-PATRIOT. Well, what about the Fagy question I presented? How does he go from genius with a cinematic hermeneutic that was so faithful to the source material and keeping things in line at that high level of quality? 
and then he does he have as much power as he ever did? I don't know. Yeah. He, then what? How do you explain? It's like Gollum levels of split personality. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Peter Jackson made arguably the greatest achievement in cinematic history with the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. Then his next movie was King Kong, was and he bad. was given free reign to do whatever he wanted, and it was a complete and total hot mess. I just went and saw a Nope. Yeah, at least at least M. Night Shyamalan made a second great film before it was obvious that he couldn't do it again, like he made Signs, okay? Jordan Peele has, is now 0 for 2 since Get Out was a masterpiece and rightfully won an Academy Award. He's 0 for 2. Candyman was just absolutely abysmal last summer. And Nope is appropriately titled. Nope. Can Jordan Peele still make a great movie? Nope. You got your answer. It's right there in the title. He's telling you, okay? So... We, we've, we've seen people just be given free reign. I guarantee you when, when, when Jordan Peele approached a major studio and said, hey, I'm a comedic writer and I've got an idea for a horror movie where white liberals are the villains. I bet you that studio oversaw the entire creative process of that film thinking we're on a razor's edge here, right? And it forced him to always put his best material out there. Then it wins an Academy Award. Now he's just naming his price, just doing whatever he wants with that doppelganger film and Candyman and now Nope. And he's 0 for 3. And I think that's probably what happened here with Kevin Feige. I can do whatever the hell I want. We did the we we, we now if if we topped George Lucas, we topped Peter Jackson. I'll do whatever I want now, and just start checking woke points and get invited. I'll be taken seriously now. I won't be the comic book guy that Robert De Niro is trashing and and Martin Scorsese is trashing. I'll be taken serious now. We'll do real intersectionality, real stories. Get really woke. Nope. Happens all the time. How many times have we seen in politics people stay for too long, lose their fastball, forget their first love, go back on what got them there? I mean, we in our re- in industry, how many times have we seen this? So we shouldn't mm. be shocked when we see it in other places, brother. There's too much. Da- there's some other explanation. There's too much daylight between what he pulled off in the first go around that ended with Endgame, which had no bad movies. Some that weren't great. Some that maybe mediocre at worst. No bad. And now this. I just don't because believe they it's a lost. Kevin they thing. lost. They lost the vision of a purpose-driven universe that put everybody under some form of restraint that they had to tie into a narrative, and so they I mean, could all just do whatever the hell they wanted to do. We could. We we got we got Russell Crowe in a Jaime Jimenez voice talking about orgies for fifteen minutes because there was no point. It was a totally pointless story and movie. So we just got Taiki Waititi just. <laughs> Action. Literally, that's what we got. That's what we got. Because there was, it, it just, it completely lost its plumb line. That's what we got. I and that's going to be an out of context meme. <laughs> I think we may have just got the closest thing to a miracle with what we ended up with Endgame. Yeah. And that's the most likely answer. No, that's true, possibly too. But I think that miracle was in a petri dish of the things I'm talking about a vision, a purpose, help to cultivate the harvest of such a thing. We'll stick around and do overtime for Blaze TV subscribers for the rest of you. Don't forget, promo code unsafe tonight at blazetv.com slash uncensored. Don't miss it. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.